Hey there, and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the strip clubs and all of the amazing things that strippers do. And of course, we'll talk about all of the things in between. I'm your queen, A.M. Davies, and this is Yes, a Stripper Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is AMD, and this is a very, 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 very special episode. This is Yes, a Stripper Podcast. As you know, you have been here many times, but today is so special and different because we have our brand new hoster with me, and I couldn't be more stoked. Today, we have Onyx, Daisy, and Gigi. Hello, crew. How are you? Good, good. Doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. So yeah, this has been a long time coming. Our audience has been seeing posts from us for a while saying like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. But I don't know, y'all. This summer was crazy, right? Yeah, it just exploded when everything opened up. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. (laughs) I mean, I feel like a lot of us got vaccinated and we we got our shots. Now we can go to the dog park. Like... Yeah, I feel like all of us have just been like, pew, 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 and like trying to coordinate has has been a real challenge, but it's definitely been interesting, like learning more about each other and how we work. And I don't know, it's just been a pleasure so far. (laughs) I really had fun getting into the team and like learning about us all. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been really great. I want people to really get to know you and I want them to understand like, what you are, what you want to talk about and what things are important to you. And I really want the audience to um, like be on this journey with all of us, you know, I'm Onyx. Um, I'm all the way from Canada. I live in Alberta. Um, Very, very um, slim pickings here of uh, BIPOC uh, sex workers. Um, So it's been nice to um, have a platform to see more Black sex workers, even though they're internationally, like not in Canada as much. But uh, because of this, I want to use the platform to speak about pretty much everything. I mean, I feel like I've traveled all over Canada and experienced each province in Canada completely different because every province has their own set of rules for how the strip clubs or whatever agency is in there. Um, I also want to talk to... Um, uh, issues that are happening right now in Canada with the missing children. Um, I want to talk about the movement of Black Lives Matter and how it experienced and changed everyone's lives here. Um, and just like anything that I haven't even dipped my toes in, like I want to see drag queens on here. I want to see male dancers on here. I want to see people I've never even talked to before so I can learn more. And I want to know more about Daisy and Gigi because Gigi, first of all, you make me laugh my ass off all the damn time. Like, holy, <laughs> it's so it's great. It's great. So I'm just thankful to be part of this group of people because you guys are all crazy. Just like, I oh, can't I help it. I would like. <laughs> to uh, blame the trauma. Uh, <laughs> trauma makes my life funnier. Trauma makes my life funnier. Um, okay, I'll go next. Ah, this um, is what I'm talking about. My name is Gigi Holiday, uh, but sometimes when I am introduced or I introduce myself, I am Gigi motherfucking Holiday. 
Uh, I am an international burlesque entertainer um, and strip artist. I am born, raised, uh, living, yet somewhat loving Washington, D.C., but the living now has quotations around it. Um, maybe because I'm going to be moving to New York city in like a month, but, but, um, yeah, I've been doing burlesque for 11 years and, uh, working as a commercial strip club, you know, strip club stripper in and out of that, but mostly now known for the virtual strip club where that I co-wrote with Eden X, uh, Sanctuary Noir, which is a BIPOC virtual strip club. And that gives all of the BIPOC like queers and, and, Fems and all of that, the opportunity to strip and make our money during the pandemic. Um, and during that time, I went even more stronger on my belief of Black burlesque and Black strippers are here to stay and that we are the ones that set the blueprint and the standard and you're going to know about us. And, you know, it's we don't hype up Black burlesque. Um, or even black strippers a lot when you see Beyonce doing the same moves, Megan the Stallion doing the same moves. And, you know, they all think they learned it from Josephine Baker, but when, yeah, some of it, but there's a whole slew of black or less dancers and black strippers that been, you know, putting these moves to work and using them every day. So I'm really excited to talk about that. And a lot of the people that I'm interviewing will be people who are like celebrities in the black burlesque world, you know, be it a male, female, or everyone in between, you know, the girls, the gays, and the they's, you know, (laughs) and along with that, there are a lot of Black burlesque performers that I know not only do burlesque, but are sex workers and dominatrix and strippers, and so I'm really happy to talk about that whole world. You know, I am a daughter of two government workers and a former Jehovah Witness. Baby, I got stories to tell, and so does the rest of my crew. So I'm really excited to be here. That's awesome. Um, So I'm Daisy Ducati. I have been an adult performer of various kinds for almost a decade now. Um, I work in porn. I've worked in strip clubs all over the country. I've done virtual strip shows. I have hosted my own virtual burlesque show called Doomsday Cabaret. Um, I am now doing pro wrestling. Um, I I really enjoy kind of casting a wide net and seeing what I can get into. It's it's I guess it's the ADHD in me. I like doing a lot of things at once. Um, and I've really enjoyed being a part of the Yes, a Stripper team and like being able to explore topics that I've wanted to have public conversations about. Um, I I had an episode with um, with Amberly Rothfield about like how sex workers can exist online and work with the uh, social media algorithms and things like that. Um, I'm interested in talking about uh, the adult performer industry um, union and what they do and how people can get involved with that. I'm interested in talking to like the BIPOC collective. And I guess my, my interest tends to focus more on performance in general and not just stripping um, because I do so many different kinds of performance 
specifically online. Um, but I also want to talk to like just girls who work in the club or guys who work in the club and see what it's like out there, especially during these weird pandemic times. Like I want to hear those stories too. So I'm really excited to sort of explore different topics through the podcast and work with you all and have some fun. Yeah. There's so many good points just brought up. Like there's all these like questions and things that have come up in my head that I want to like point out and that that episode with Amberly, which is coming out soon was really excellent and you know as someone I've done a lot of advocacy for like this rampant discrimination on Instagram and so I'm so grateful for that particular interview and um I don't know and and you all have like different types of presences on social media I know Daisy you have a ton, Daisy has a ton of followers and then like you know um, I'm, I have a lot less followers than Daisy, but in, and I don't know, like what, what is that like? Like, does it get more weird the more followers you get? Is that, do, do any of you notice that? Does it seem to change or I don't know? Yeah. I mean, from my experience, I feel like I got reported and bothered more when I had fewer followers. Um, but I also like get a lot more weirdos now um, and a lot more like strange messages and people saying weird things in my comments and just I get a lot of impersonators, which is really strange. Oh, like people pretending to be you? Yeah, at least once a week there's someone that's wow. using wow. my images and using some version of my name and either like getting off on talking to my fans or trying to get money from them. One time I even had someone, uh, they, they just like go through whoever I'm following and hit up everybody. And one time someone hit up my partner while I was sitting next to him and was like, I'm Daisy Ducati. You should send me money. And he's like, no, Daisy Ducati's literally sitting right next to me. <laughs> you haven't called Nev from Catfish yet. <laughs> Nev, this is his specialty. You need to say Nev. Hey, there's so many people in like trying to be me. Yeah. Help me catch these catfishes. It's a trick. You should. And then that way. We can talk about Yes and Stripper yeah, podcast. Yeah. You see the marketing here. Yeah. You see the marketing here. See where I'm going? You see where I'm going? It's weird because I feel like Instagram doesn't always take those reports seriously. Like even now that I have a verified account, like some reports are taken more seriously, but unless they use the exact spelling of my name, the imposters don't often get taken down unless I get like hundreds of people to report them. So... It's frustrating. Yeah. I just started getting some notoriety on, you know, the TikTok. <laughs> you know, uh, I started talking about Black for Less history because someone had mentioned that Chloe Bailey's news uh, redid, um, God, what was it? Uh, Nina Simone's Feeling Good. And they said that, oh, it brought back burlesque. And I was just like, yes, a Black person does burlesque. Let's discuss. <laughs> And within a few days, I ended up getting the thousand dollars, like thousand dollar, thousand person mark. I wish it was a thousand dollars, a thousand person mark. And it freaked me out that so many people were like following and writing and saying like, I want to know more information about burlesque and I want to know more information about you. And like, now I have like a small following on TikTok, but 
that shit's kind of creepy. Like, it's weird knowing that people are like, when to hear your every word. But then I'm also like, listen, pull up kids. I got a story to tell. Let's go. And I feel like I just need like an old cigarette. It's like, all right, kids, let me tell you the time I invited my mom to my party brunch and she ended up sucking a dildo on stage. Let's discuss. It really happened. It really happened. I will. (laughs) So yeah, now that I'm starting to get that following, but I also understand how social media, how I need to use it and get more followers. So when people are like, what's your business card? I'm like, follow me on Instagram. That's actually where I need the followers because I get to get those cool little technical IT shit that you don't get. And, you know, I, I want them to try and deny me because I'm definitely going to be like, now I know I seen Lizzo's butt cheeks and y'all let her slide. Let me have my butt. She got some nice butt cheeks. I got nice butt cheeks too. She would be mad if you didn't let my butt cheeks be shown. So show my butt cheeks. Amen. Booty butt cheeks. <laughs> Have you seen that? Um, there's this doc, this hideous, horrible documentary. Sorry, I know I'm like about to recommend something that's garbage, but you already it, talking to the historian. Yeah. You know I'm a stripper historian. Yeah. That's how we met. It's the okay. um this like uh the greatest exotic dancers in the world documentary. It's like 52 minutes long, and it's like 90 percent like white history and it's it's infuriating because there's so much black history that they don't cover but it's also as one my one um you know my one other black dancer friend says it's actually good though because it documents like how how like what they were actually doing and how they were like not including others in the story and it's um i don't know if you've seen it or not I probably have, and it's probably yeah. one of the ones that I know that like the people in there. Okay. Um, and I will, I will definitely say this. Yeah, a lot of black burlesque, a lot of what we know as burlesque is actually very, very, very much black, very, very much indigenous, very, very, very much POC. Like, go look at the history of Latin burlesque, like huge history, mm-hmm. because it was on television. History, but when it comes to black burlesque, it's sad that I have to quote like what the director of Zigfield Folly say and trigger warning or what I'm about to say. He literally said, There is a dance that the Negro is doing, we will take it and refine it and make it our own. So it is actually written out that he said, I'm going to actively steal this from black people and make it our own. Like you have Josephine Baker there. For a little bit to perform and then you take us away take her away from us and put a white girl in her place because you're just like no i can get this better yeah, yeah it's very yeah it's and so just to let your let's just to let our new audience <laughs> our audience members know i'm the historian <laughs> of the group I love it. yeah i'm the historian i'm gonna tell you what's right and i'm gonna tell you what's wrong and i'm gonna tell you who really invented that dance move okay you're saying hot girl summer but who invented <laughs> hot girl summer quickly like no I'm not asking but I've actually had to ask that to people because they're like yeah hot girl summer I'm like okay question who who invented it like what does it mean and I'm not gonna lie I've actually caught a good number of white girls who be like 
it's not Lizzo. No, baby. It was Megan Thee Stallion. And it was actually this. And this is where it came from. And they're just like, okay. And I'm like, it's hot girl summer, but it's was meant for brown girls. Like, <laughs> y'all got white girl wasted. Keep it. It's fine. It's great. <laughs> I like that. How have I not heard that before? White girl wasted. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> This is the sleepover that no one <laughs> to officially meet in like, person one of these days. Fuck. Oh my gosh. I'm only, I, I kid you not. I'm only funny because of the trauma, but also, you know. <laughs> well, I get that. I get that. It's life. It's life. You have to laugh from crying. <laughs> yeah, so, honestly, yes. you really do have to laugh from crying. I've only been to Montreal and Toronto. Okay, perfect. How is it in Alberta? <sighs> um. Yeah, well, there's not that many Black people here in Alberta at all like when i was booking uh strippers or pole dancers for the snoop dog tour they were like we want black girls and i was like i can't find it <laughs> it's that bad if you're in ontario or bc yeah there's there's more of a demographic there but alberta is very country very slim pickings okay yeah that, like i've never even thought to go to alberta no one does <laughs> i mean i can you come out here for the the economy though, right? Because the money is out here. Like the oil field, all the patches, all that stuff, all the rigs and all that stuff. That's why I came out here in 2010 and never left because the money is so good. But it's just, yeah. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard being like pretty much the only one. And then finally, I think I saw one other black dancer, Lemon, but she's, her complexion of skin is a lot light, lighter tone. So anyone that looked like me, that was non-existent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Also, great stripper name if you like skin lemon. That's a good stripper name. <laughs> like I'm mad. I never thought of that. Lemon drop it. Lemon. Lemon. Coming to the stage. Lemon. He's not but she's sweet. Yeah, some of the strip clubs in um, Alberta, in the contract, it specifies that we can't dance to rap music at all. So it's just really uh, controlled what kind of clientele that they were bringing in. And honestly, I could sit there and look at a bunch of old white men like bopping their heads to Notorious, but we can't dance. You know what I mean? So it's just strange to me that they make up these rules. I mean, that's fine. I'll go ahead and twerk to Aerosmith's dream on. Okay? <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah. Well, I mean, I pretty much started dancing to rock music and all that stuff. I, I do enjoy it, but yeah, it's just strange that's on the contract. No gangster rap, blah, blah, blah. We don't want those kind of people here. No gangster rap? Then what about highly conscious rap? I can't twerk to some comment or some live quality. I can't put <laughs> a butterfly in this bitch. No Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> it's that gangster. I'm not giving you NWA. I'm giving you the, what is it? The... Nobel Peace winning prize to pimp a butterfly. Let me twerk to that. <laughs> Maybe some boom boom Boston by Shaggy. Or like Will Smith. <laughs> Will, like Will Smith. You can't you get jiggy with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get jiggy with me. You legit can't get jiggy with me. I've seen strippers dance to that. Wait, doesn't Canada have the informer? Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, Y'all no. can't dance to that. Yep, yep, yep. Wait yep. a minute. How are you in Canada? No hip-hop and you can't dance to Drake. You know what? Ontario, Ontario, like the East Coast, East Coast, East, 
of Canada is pretty urban. So yeah. And then being, but at the same time, they have a quota for how many black girls are allowed in the club because there are so many black girls or strippers in Ontario that are working these clubs. So for example, if I wanted to go to Niagara Falls, I had to show up at like seven o'clock, 7 PM on the dot just to get there first, because if you show up any later, they already got their quota and you can't come. Shut the fuck yeah. up. And then also, too, if you show up early, that means you're on stage earlier, whereas the rotation of girls, it goes by rotation. So by the time you want to go on stage again, you got to wait for like 70 other dancers to go on stage. <laughs> and Niagara Falls is huge area for strip clubs, it's like a like strip of strip clubs. And yeah, you get will send get sent one to the next to one to the next if they don't like you. That's kind of how it is in Vegas, too. Oh, wow. In D.C., I will say in D.C., they have, you have your, you have your, your performers who are not very curvaceous at all, not very, you know, no boobs, no butt, and they're working at a particular type of club, and those are the ones that are in downtown D.C. You're literally getting your politicians, your yuppies there, you're getting that, but then you go to my side of town and another side of town, and you getting you know, big brown booty bitches, like. I want to experience that so bad. Yeah, I mean, please. <laughs> but you have to have a BBL and mm-hmm. breast implants. True. And you have to do all these things. And I'm in the middle. And I definitely found a home at, like, I'm not going to lie, sometimes white strip clubs. Because I know exactly what I look like, who I sound like, and what I'm giving. You think that I am Beyonce <laughs> with Michelle Obama. <laughs> That's and it works, you know, and it's true. Like I, you know, and my boobs are real and they're freaking huge. <laughs> and I have a big ass, and it's you questioning if it's a BBL, but it's not. It's just that I like Popeyes. <laughs> it's just, you know. <laughs> so it's those things. So in DC, I had to burlesque was my end because these strip clubs were not picking women that look like me mm-hmm. because you know, but I would have to go to Baltimore and get picked by a Russian strip club because they needed a black girl. And I was quote unquote, the safest one, not knowing I had a taser and a knife in my bag the entire time, you know, like I'm coming from Southeast DC. So I'm here to rock. Like I'm wearing Jordans in your club. You know, I'm not coming here looking all cute. No, I'm here to whoop some ass and somebody fuck with me, you know? And I worked at another club where literally someone was just like, how are you making all your money? You're not, you're not a pole dancer. I was like, I know these nerdy white boys just want to talk about like some nerd shit. And that's what I'm about. So let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! I I love that show. (laughs) Like, and that's how it works, you know. But at the same time, I'm a burlesque entertainer and I end up hosting and, you know, taking off my clothes with feather fans and evening gowns. But a lot of these motherfuckers don't know that, you know, this, this dress came from Amazon and I also, you know, pop my pussy for for this, you know, on a on a stage for this glorious rhinestone mm-hmm. moment for you, you know. And it's one of those things where, like, get you someone that does both and does all of it, you know. Let let people be well rounded human beings, and that's what I really like about this podcast because we're showing off the real well roundedness of human beings like you really think that the stripper is like sexy all goddamn day no baby we sitting in our sweatpants watching a true crime documentary smoking a bowl waiting for our uber eats to show up 
That is life. <laughs> but a lot of us have like other passions and dreams, like wrestling. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I've done I've done a Capital City cat fight and fought a chick, you know, for two hundred dollars. But I never thought to be WWE wrestling up mm-hmm. in this bitch. Yeah, I'm about to go to Sturgis in a couple of weeks and perform there. I'm really, really excited about it. <laughs> Am, how did you put us together? Yeah. Clearly, clearly. How did you? Honestly, how? yeah, that's a, actually a really great question. Um, I just, me, I, I thought really hard about how to make this work and how to bring folks in. And, and ultimately I decided like to make an announcement and have people who are looking for something like this to come. Um, and so y'all applied and I think like two other people applied as well. It wasn't a huge turnout. Um, and because, you know, it's a whole thing, what you're, and you've seen that behind the scenes, like we have to do this and we have to learn this. And, and so it's definitely like a commitment in a, in a way it's not huge, but it's something new. And so like y'all just, and just stuck, I don't know. You just, you all came here and, and, and it just worked out. And each one of you is every time I talk to one of you, it's like, yes, like, ah, so excited for each of you, you know, because I've had an experience with each of you in different ways. Um, and so I don't know. I just I'm just so grateful. It just kind of naturally happened, quite honestly. I trust the process. Love it. <laughs> yeah. And I've just been on cloud nine and it's been really hard. I'm sure it's the same for you. I'm like, I have hosts, but I can't tell you for like months and because, you know, I want to respect the process and not put any pressure on any of us, you know, because of what's going on in the world and opening back up has been, I don't know, more stressful mm-hmm. than closing in a way. No, we're about to close yeah. back up. I don't that. say that! <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm only saying that because I kind of want to go back in the house and say that again. That was great. Because <laughs> outside costs like 300 a day. And, <laughs> you know, for me, I'm a workaholic. So, of course, I definitely jumped at the opportunity. It was like, there's work behind the scenes. Like, what is it? What is it? What is it? So this is great. I'm looking at two other people who I'm just like, I cannot wait to hear your podcast and hear what you have to say and I hope you can't wait to hear what I have to say (laughs) oh definitely I'm wondering like because I have fantasies about things that we could do together and how you know places we could take this podcast do any of you ever think about that stuff in in your very limited spare time I mean I I always wanted to be a newscaster when I grew up uh, I mean, I went to college for that, to be honest. I was supposed to be, you know, reporting live, muggle name, muggle name, Fox 5 <laughs> News. You know, like, I thought that was supposed to be me. But to be honest, I'm actually ready for all of us to be hopeless. Um, And I'm spelling ho, H-A-U-X-P-R. I'm hopra, you know. So that's my goal for this, is that this is one of the you know, you go here for your hotels. <laughs> you know, you go here for your your whole information and that's my that's my dream is that this takes me and y'all like on a further journey that we never expected who knows npr may do a special on us of just like 
there's, you know, these four people are doing a podcast regarding sex work in America. And you got Ira Glass interviewing us. That's, I think what I want it to be seen is that we are more of a legitimate media and historical source than what society wants us to be. Because what we are recording is history. You know, I hope that this is in the Library of Congress. I hope that there are sex workers in the future talking about how they did it in the past, you know, and you're the ones that pop up. Like, that's how it is in the burlesque world. Mm -hmm. You end up finding out who these people are. And even with my research, that's how I found out about more Black strippers, like, because they were teetering that same line, you know, and or all in and in this. Heck, I have a burlesque legend grandmother who told me about some of the burlesque dancers who were prostitutes. Yes, tell me about the sex workers. Who else was, you know, doing these things and going back on stage and doing burlesque? Like, I need to know. And that's that's history and that's information and I love it, you know. But, you know, yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm going to stop. Oh, <laughs> mm. No, I, I like that. I love the history of everything that we do. It's so fascinating. Like, um, one of the clubs that I worked at in San Francisco. So first I worked at the Lusty Lady, which was its own history as a unionized cooperative. But then after that, I worked at this place called Condor. And I found out that um, that was where Carol Dota danced in the 60s. And she was like one of the first people getting arrested for taking her tits out on stage back in the day. And she's like a legend and I got to dance on the same stage and there's all these really cool stories about the place and about that block and about the neighborhood and like getting into that was a big part of getting into sex work for me was learning about who came before and where everyone's been and what they've done and how they paved the way for the things that I do. So I think it's it's beautiful and I hope that we can do that for future generations. Most deaf, most deaf. I mean... There's a reason that I'm trying to hunt down the real sex episodes from HBO mm -hmm. that like that actually helps solidify what I'm doing now. And the fact that HBO won't post them anymore. And I'm like, that's sex work history. And I really want you to post these. Like, I really need this information. Yeah. Like, I'm literally having people, I'm sad to say this, on the dark web, <laughs> at least trying to find it for me. <laughs> Somebody got a VHS tape somewhere, baby. <laughs> It's out there. Yeah, but think about how that history is put down and we can't assess it. Mm -hmm. I think what we're doing needs to be accessible and this is amazing. So, yeah. Um, I'm just excited for both of those responses because that's pretty much what I look forward to is just moving past the sky's the limit and getting everything we've ever dreamed of because we, we owe it to ourselves to become everything we dreamed of. Right. So, and then also giving people the opportunity to tell their story and hear their stories. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a vision and, and I'll let you decide after if we should cut it out or not. But um, I have a vision of us going on tour and doing this on stage in front of audiences and selling tickets and having performances and then having talks about all the things that we already talk about on air so i don't know if that's too big that is amazing okay. <laughs> oh my god that's an even best way to be a hobra can we have like a 
scoring vaudeville show. You get a stripper. You get a page. <laughs> We're all get a we have yes a stripper pasties like just the sticker yeah right there the star yes a stripper pasties like no that is brilliant I know yeah. yes like wait wait don't tell me I love that <laughs> I am loving this okay, okay yes we're on board with this vision I'm on board <laughs> I'm on board Daisy <laughs> <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. The yes is stripper for yeah. yes. I think. We'll give you a couple of performances in between. <laughs> like oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think my heart is exploding. Yeah. Well, New York yeah. is pretty close. You're uh, in New York now, so you can come to Ontario anytime. Just that saying. is true. <laughs> that is true. I'm getting I'm getting revved up, but like really nervous. Of course, one of my biggest fears is like, bitch, am I, are people going to hire me? Am I going to work? But I had already been working for a month here. So it's just, it's weird. But now I realize that I can go anywhere a lot faster. Like DC, yeah, I can go almost anywhere. But understand that in DC, you have to go to a completely different state to take a flight. Ugh. Like, DC is big, but it's small. Like we don't have a mall. We do not have an actual mall that you walk through. You have to go to two other malls and one is in one state in Maryland and the other one is in Virginia, but they're all Metro accessible. So there's that. So you have to rely on the subway, but in New York, yeah, I can rely on the subway, but like Grand Central Station is right there. Like Penn Station is right there. I just got a train ticket for like, $18 $18 from here to <laughs> Philly. Yeah, yeah. Even the train tickets from DC to New York right now are really cheap. They're like $29. Well, I think that's part of the infrastructure deal was to lower transportation costs. So that's, that's great. And I'm also East coast. I'm, I'm an hour and a half outside of DC, a quick train ride to New York from, you know, Harrisburg yeah. Um, so I think, and then, so Onyx, that means like you're on the East coast too, right? You're on the East side. I'm just, I'm like central West, but oh, okay. my family's from the East mm-hmm. coast. So I'm usually in Ontario or Alberta, yeah. one or the other. Yeah. So we just need to fly Daisy in. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure that out. If it's going to happen. <laughs> but Daisy, are you in Vegas? Yeah, I'm in Vegas. If you're in Vegas. Okay. But then why don't we just fly to you? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. we can do a field trip to the burlesque museum and that's what i'm thinking like i feel like yes a stripper podcast needs to be at burlesque hall of fame yeah okay there's another one there's one and then there's also i mean i'm gonna say this as a board of directors for burley con burlesque education i feel like yes a stripper podcast would do really well there because like this is history like it's, it's history yeah. you know yeah. like yeah fuck yeah okay like i can see a class on you know how to do a burlesque podcast or stripper podcast just how to you know like things like that yeah we have it but this is actually one of my favorite ones i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow well i'm 
I'm just beyond excited. I'm so glad that we were able to do this today to, you know, show the dynamicism of this group and like, and just share all of you beautiful human beings with the audience. And I just, I cannot wait to see what we can do together and with our audience, you know, I'm just like, I'm so inspired in this moment and all, all the time when I'm talking to y'all, but just like right now, I'm just like, like my heart is so full right now. So I just appreciate you so much. Thank you for this. No, thank you for, thank, thank you for you. hiring us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no shit. <laughs> Thanks for job. Thank you. Thank you for job. Thank you for your commitment to sparkle motion and diversity. Uh, no i i know for me the pleasure is all mine but also thank you for taking a chance on on me and my perspective um my voice is not one that gets heard as sometimes we all know um a lot of people don't you know voices don't get heard but this is a great opportunity to have our voices heard and cut in print you know and published yeah yeah is there any anything that anyone wants to share to close? Anyone want to close us out? Just very grateful to be a part of the team, part of the production company. I just love it. I'm just so happy to have met all of you. And yeah, sky's the limit, ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to be working with you all on this project. It's it's really cool what we're doing here and I hope we continue to grow together and learn together and be the be the hopers that we hope to be spell that in the chat spell that in the chat that's gonna be my new hashtag (laughs) OGD and that let's all be hopers Oh, shit. Well, y'all, this has been the first of many. I'd really, you know, I'd love for us to do this again sometime, all of us together, because I know we have our individual episodes. And um, I'd love to explore doing these um, with a live audience um, over Zoom or something, because we know we can't do a lot of live stuff right at the moment. But I would love to do this again um, if y'all are open to it and have, um, you know, audience members get involved and get engaged and really get to know all of us on a deeper level. So, um yeah thank you to all of you again and thank you so much to our listeners out there and um please check out yes a stripper podcast.com and we are going to have profiles up of each of these amazing people ready to go by the time this hits the airwaves so um follow us give all of our hosts here a follow y'all want to shout out your handles real quick Onyx Sachi o-n-y-x-s-a-c-h-i instagram twitter facebook and I'm Daisy Ducati. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Daisy Ducati. And there's a whole bunch of links there to find the rest of my work. <laughs> uh, you can find me. I would like to be found on Instagram. G I G I H O L L I D A Y. Please do not forget those two L's. I am five feet and I love to see. Okay. I need the height. <laughs> um, and from there, you can go on my. On my link tree, you can see all my other links that I have to offer. So make sure you sign up for my mailing list on there so that you can see all the comings and goings and all the comings of Gigi Holiday. (laughs) And make sure you're following us at, yes, a stripper podcast on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the places. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will be in your earballs another Wednesday. Bye. 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 
Thanks for listening, everyone. This episode has been a production with Period Podcast Network. Find out more on Instagram at Period Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram too at Yes, a Stripper Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Yes, a Stripper Pod. Please like, subscribe, and rate Yes, a Stripper Podcast here on YouTube. See you next week.